Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. What ain't you know it ain't the stallion hello everyone it's so good to be back it is going to be what i would like to call like a little snuggly episode which um saying out loud does sound a little bit strange a little bit weird however um i'm feeling just kind of like a little soup season vibes today I did just enjoy a big old bowl of soup, broccoli and cheddar. Thank you so much for asking. One of my classic favorites. Also just made myself a delicious cup of decaffeinated coffee per usual. I have got my bright yellow slippers on trying to show the camera on the YouTube stream. (laughs) It's like up close and personal foot footage, foot footage. Uh, I got my pillow per usual my little blanket, and I just kind of want to have like a fun, casual episode. I even put my glasses on. How could I forget? Like my literal four eyes staring at me right here. Yes. Fun fact, I've been wearing glasses since I believe the third grade, and I wore glasses exclusively from third grade to sixth grade, and I was only allowed to get contact lenses after I went to sixth grade science camp, which is like a sleep away go away camp because my mom was like, you shouldn't have to worry about contact lenses like when you're at camp. So let's just, let's do it all afterwards. So I'm super lucky that I've been able to wear contact lenses for so stinking long. But yeah, I've worn glasses pretty much my whole entire life. I also have very, very, very bad vision. I believe I'm almost maybe negative 8.5 in both eyes, which isn't fabulous. And I have astigmatism. So... I love modern technology that allows me to wear glasses, makes things nice and comfy. um, And, you know, seeing things is a a great thing. I absolutely love being able to see. So thank you so much to all of the eye doctors. (laughs) I love you so much. Um, So I really just have a lot of like great questions to get into. I asked you all some questions that maybe you've been wondering about my personal training journey, either as a client myself or as somebody who is trying to get their certification. I just went through like a giant study sesh right before I started recording this, which is probably also why I feel like a little bit more snuggly in that snuggly mood because, you know, like you go to that library mode and you just kind of want to turn on the fireplace and sit and read a book and whatever. That was my vibe. And then I got out my soup. Then I got my coffee. I'm like, okay, we're we're leaning into this. I love it. So uh, yeah, I just have a lot of questions that I'd love to just kind of go through. Just have a, a relaxed um, Monday morning chat if you're enjoying this on a Monday morning or just whenever that you're catching up with me. Hello. It's so great to have you. And I hope that you enjoy this kind of more relaxed style of episode. So 
first question. Um, what is the best food to eat before you're working out? Uh, is it a protein, a starch, a fat? And this question is from Stanzy24. Well, um, you know, well, maybe you don't know, but I have been a huge fan lately of eating Rice Krispie Treats before all of my workouts. And this is because after doing a bit of research and seeing like two or three TikToks about it, I essentially learned that eating Rice Krispie Treats or something like a Rice Krispie Treat or cereal, let's say, is actually a great thing to eat before of a workout, before a workout, because it allows um, your body to absorb all of those things very quickly and it doesn't take much time to digest. It immediately hits your bloodstream and and boom, you have all of this magical energy for your workout. So um, I would say like a really good balanced quick meal before a workout would be something like peanut butter toast or um, peanut butter toast with a banana or something like that or rice cakes with peanut butter, banana, something like that because one, you want... That didn't just happen. <laughs> I've been waiting for my microphone to just fall and hit my cup of coffee because it's it's close and this microphone is a bit unsturdy. Um, but for now, I just have clumsy hands. So keeping the coffee away. Thank you so much. But as I was saying, a great pre-workout snack is something that is not going to take too long for your body to digest. It's going to give you quick access to the food that you just ate. So I I usually stick to like my basics and I don't stray away from that. So for me, I if I have them, I will buy Rice Krispie Treats or I will eat the Rice Krispie Treats. Another alternative to the like stereotypical Kellogg's brand is a brand called Cloud 10. And this is another version of a Rice Krispie Treat. And what I like about those, um, this is all recommended from TikTok, by the way. <laughs> um, what I like about those is that they also have protein in them. I believe it's 10, maybe 10 grams per bar. The taste is like nearly identical. It's not 100% spot on perfect, but it's good enough. And it's good enough for like that nostalgic kind of feel. And for somebody like me, I'm always trying to seek out like little bits of protein in every snack or meal that I have, mainly because I don't typically eat a lot of, let's say beef or pork or chicken or turkey. So if I can have, let's say, a a bar that has 10 grams of protein versus another one that might not have any, it will serve me and my lifestyle better in the long run, mainly because I just don't always seek out those other more natural protein sources. So anyways, I think they're awesome. I buy them from Amazon. I want to say they come in packs of like eight or 10. And sometimes I'll just eat a half of a bar because I just want to savor them. Other times I just, I love them so much and I just scarf them down. Okay. This question is from Michelle. She says, when will you be taking your CPT exam? Um, Fantastic question. So for quite some time now, I've kind of had this idea in my mind where I've wanted to essentially book my date to take my test and just make it happen. Let's say there's a test date four weeks out from today. Even if I'm not feeling like I am the most prepared because I am a perfectionist and I am taking far, far, far too long um, to just nail everything down and to make sure that I feel prepared and that I I know I want to pass. So I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting. But I know that if I schedule a date for myself, I will get it done. So I'm sort of thinking that needs to be my strategy of choice. I can't just continually tell myself, 
I'm going to get this done in the next maybe two, maybe three months. It just, it needs to happen. So I don't have a date scheduled, but I don't want to say this because then I'm going to have to make it come true. (laughs) I was really thinking I would love to have it done by the end of the year, but I know how the end of the year happens and how hectic things start to get. Because for me, like as I'm looking ahead now, obviously we only have like one, two more weeks left in October, depending on when you're listening to this. That seems to kind of fly by. Obviously, I'm still studying, but you know, just things get hectic. Then for me, November is always so hectic because November is my birthday month. I usually will have like birthday plans. Thanksgiving, what if I'm needing to travel to go back home, which I'm not, but let's just say I was here, you know, I'm like going along with the excuses. Um, And then all of a sudden it's the beginning of the holiday season, which for me is huge. Um, I hopefully have like a fun project coming out for all of you all. So I'm going to be busy with that. Plus I'm really going to try to do Vlogmas this year. So now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I have so many video oriented projects. How could I take time away from that to study or to, you know, basically cram in for this test that is also super important to me. It's like one of those things that has given me so much respect for people who work full time and take night classes or just take any classes outside of their job, which is what I'm doing now. And it's not fun. It's not easy. And I think the most difficult part about it is the discipline to make yourself study when you know you are so exhausted from your long day of work. And it just gives you so much respect for people who work two jobs, who work a double shift, who work a 12-hour shift or whatever, because there's no more energy left to give in the day. But then you know you just have to keep pushing on because you have to get this class done. You have to get your work done, whatever. So that's kind of where I'm at in this moment of Taylor, like stop the BS. You've got this. Sit your booty down and study and stay focused and we're going to figure it out along the way. So Michelle, I'm so sorry to give your uh, answer a little bit more of a summary. I'm hoping by the end of the year, but I'm going to say realistically like maybe January, which would put me at like just about 10 months or so of of studying, which does sound pretty bad, <laughs> admittedly, but I haven't been that good and I, I have not been that consistent. So that's definitely on me. But you know, we'll see. I, I don't want to have to stress about it over the holidays, but I would also love to get it done because it's something that I'm genuinely passionate about. And I also think it's so interesting how much I've changed since I've even started on this journey because when I bought the program or at least started the program because I did a payment plan, I had all of these intentions in my mind of just getting this done for strictly like YouTube knowledge and just general interest and passion. And that was my motivating factor. And then as I kind of carried on throughout these months that I've been studying and just learning more about things, it's actually made me so much more interested to possibly establish like personal connections with people and possibly change lives through the power of health and wellness and fitness. And that would be really stinking cool. So we will see how that path progresses. Um, it's, it just makes me like very nervous because I, I would get very, yeah, I'd get nervous to put like so much pressure on people putting their trust in me with their lives, their health, their very vulnerable positions. Oh, I don't know. Like it makes me excited, but excited nerves. I don't know. 
Okay, combining questions from Alex and from Supersonic Sasha. Sasha asked, what made you choose NASM over the other CPT programs? And Alex asked, can you do a podcast of the CPT process? So first and foremost, why did I choose NASM? The, oh my golly, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. So uh, when I was choosing which program I wanted to do, I did make a video about like me trying to narrow down which program was going to be best for me. First and foremost, I was looking at price. It's definitely very important. Second of all, I was looking at which programs offer the most accreditation. Did I say that word right? <laughs> which programs offer the most accredit? Collegi, I'm not even going to try. It's too late for me to try. Which products? My gosh, which programs give you a- like at the very end of it? Some programs are not nationally recognized. I wanted to make sure that the program that I was doing was worth my time and my money. That's what I mean. So there was also that. Then there are a few programs that kind of specify on maybe what you will be doing with that certification. So for example, I saw a lot of programs that were specified on -on one-on-one training or programs that were specified for maybe working in a group fitness setting or a a gym setting, like a 24-hour fitness, LA fitness, something like that. And I just wanted to make sure that my program was not only versatile, but also it wasn't going to just narrow down on something that I wasn't ultimately going to use. Um, NASM also offers, I want to say at least four or five different versions of study methods. So you can talk with an instructor. You can do it all on your own. You can do kind of a hybrid. I chose to do the self-study. Honestly, looking back, I wish I didn't. I wish I did something that had a little bit more of accountability behind it. Maybe something that involved an instructor or some type of class style because I think that's how I work best. And I really gave myself too much credit in thinking that I could just be totally fine on my own. And I have been. It's not that the material is um, too challenging. It's more that I needed somebody to literally put the match, wave it under my butt cheeks and say, Taylor, sit your butt down and get this done. And that's kind of the downside of being self-motivating with the self-study program because if you don't have that motivation to sit down and get it done, it's not going to get done and there's nobody holding you accountable. And I'm also positive that, or nearly positive, that the program I selected gave you like two years to get it done or two years to get your accreditation. So two years, you're like, I have all the time in the world, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to take me any time at all, yada, yada, yada. But um, here we are. (laughs) Fabulosity. And then can I do a podcast about the CPT process? So the process itself is really fairly simple as far as like how I chose I'm studying now and then I will be taking the test and once you you take the test you are good and solid and you receive a little paper certificate in the mail and it says Taylor Woods certified personal trainer and then you get to put it in your Instagram bio (laughs) I'm kidding um no it's it's actually quite it's quite simple once you figure out which program that you want to pay for then uh you can purchase a physical textbook or they have an online textbook for you as well. It's essentially like you're doing a a class for school. Like you'll sit through and you'll read through all the materials. Mine, I believe, has 23 chapters or something like that. And it's broken up into different sections. Each section is based on um, 
different qualities that you need to establish as a trainer. It started off really kind of slow in my opinion because the first few chapters were really all about how to conduct yourself in a professional setting. This is how it's going to look if you're working in a 24-hour fitness. This is how it's going to look if you're working in a high-end gym. And none of that was applying to me. And so I felt very bored. And I think that's honestly what demotivated me for a really long time. And I kind of wish I just like skipped past those chapters. Um, There's like nobody telling me that I couldn't, you know, but I, I felt annoyed that I was like trying to learn all these things that weren't going to be applicable to me. And I wanted to get to like the bones, you know, like the literal bones, like learning about the skeleton of the body, like the nutrition, the, the uh, making up plans, like the assessment plans for your clients. I wanted to learn about those things, but of course, like that comes at the very, very end. So yeah, once you, once you get all the, that stuff done, um, I have chosen to basically sit down with my notebook and read through things and I'm trying out different study methods and seeing what works best for me, but it is pretty much like you're reading a textbook and that's not super fun. You schedule yourself your test. You also have to be CPR certified, CPR and AED certified. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure I get to take the test online, but we'll see. Okay. This question is from Sharon. She says, I know rest days are super important, but how do you stop feeling guilty for missing a workout? Very, very good question. I feel like that's one of those things that took me so stinking long to overcome. And what you first and foremost have to recognize is that your body is thanking you. Your body is shouting from the rooftops that you gave yourself a rest day because frankly, it was probably really, really wanting one. I would say if you're doing very intensive workouts, you should be taking more rest days than you probably allot yourself. I have said this before, but I truly think that you should be taking like rest weeks pretty much like once a quarter, like once every season, spring, summer, fall, winter, whatever. I think that our bodies like crave it. I think it's so good for your mentality. It also kind of helps like reset you in some way. And I like there's a a better way to approach it than just like stopping cold turkey. Like you can keep yourself a little bit active by going on light walks or just changing the intensity of your workout if you need movement for your mental health, for example. Like there's way to there's ways to approach it. Sorry, I'm definitely like stumbling over my words tonight. There's ways to approach it that will do it in a way that will not affect you and your mentality in that moment. However, if we're just talking week to week, rest days, or your overall life, you have to take yourself out of that day-to-day mindset and recognize that this is your entire life that you are working towards, or this is your entire life that you're living out this healthy lifestyle. And a healthy lifestyle means that you're going to take those rest days when your body wants it, maybe when your mind wants it, when your busy schedule doesn't allow for a workout to be squeezed in that day. And it's not something that you can get mad at yourself about. There are going to be times when sure, maybe you should have gone, like you should have gone to the gym. You know that you could have squeezed it in and that that's that. But you can't get mad at yourself for something that's already in the past, first of all. 
when I am in those moments, like let's say I'm with my family or something and I tell myself, gosh, dang it, like I should have woken up an hour earlier and, and just gotten in my workout so I could have maybe not taken away time from my family, but I could have still made myself active for the day. When that inevitably doesn't happen because it never happens for me, instead, I try and flip my mindset around to think, what did I get to experience instead because I took that rest and because I didn't go to the gym? Most of the time for me, it's, okay, I got to sit on the couch and I got to watch this TV show with Keith that we have been wanting to watch. We have not spent time together in so long. This was really valuable to me and I'm going to remember I'm going to remember this time in this moment so much more than I'm going to remember that one gym session that I missed. Sometimes I find like a little way to compromise. For example, when Keith and I were super into Made, was that maybe two weekends ago now? We sat and watched, I think, seven episodes in one sitting. It was flipping fantastic. But I kind of had this idea in the back of my mind when we first started the first episode, oh, we're going to watch maybe one, maybe two, then we're going to stop and I'm going to go to the gym afterwards because I had no idea we were going to be so invested in it. And granted, that was probably at like 6 p.m. and we kept watching throughout the whole night, you know, and they were like hour long episodes. So what I ended up doing, I think by episode five or four, when I realized, okay, this is not going to happen, I'm not going to the gym. Instead, I brought out the small little equipment that I have I put myself in front of the TV and I did a mainly body weight, mainly small dumbbell weighted workout in front of Netflix, like in front of the television while I was still enjoying his company. I was still in the comfort of my home. I was still watching my TV show and I was also getting in like a mini version of my workout. Sure, it was definitely not going to be as intensive if I could have used all of the weights in my gym, but I still did a little bit of movement. Like I found a compromise for myself. I think little ways of still finding moments or compromising yourself in a way to still make sure you're moving. I don't know what the heck I just said. If you could still find a way to move, that is a smaller version of what you were going to do. That is a good way of just kind of giving yourself some grace. Again, maybe that's not something that you can even do. And instead you're going to look at the situation and you're going to say, I'm so grateful I had this time with my family instead of going to the gym because I'm never going to remember that gym session, but I'm going to remember these funny conversations that we were having or this movie that we watched together or the amusement park that I went to with my friends because I chose to go do that instead of going to the gym. I always like to think of it as like the memories that I'm making instead of the gym sessions that I'm missing because in actuality like my life is not defined by how many times I went to the gym that week yes sure it's really helpful for keeping your routine consistent and yes that's a really helpful way of sticking to your goals but don't give yourself such a hard time about it because life is life and we cannot be defined by one little small gym session and I refuse to be I refuse to let that define who I am as a person and what my priorities are in my life. Because if I am an old woman and I am sitting down with my grandkids and they're wanting me to tell stories about my life and the most interesting thing about me is that I spent all of my 20s obsessed with my aesthetic and obsessed with going to the gym and obsessed with lifting weights and I have nothing fun to share because all I ever did was go to the gym – I think I'm going to be a little bit mad at myself that I spent so much time being so selfish 
instead of living my life and being with the people I love and being with the people around me. It's like there's a compromise because of course, like put in your time, make things happen in your life that you want to see happen. If you have goals aesthetically or physically or with your fitness routine that you want to make happen, make them happen, but don't ever compromise the joy in your life because you need to go to the gym five or six times a week. I saw a TikTok the other day that was talking about job interviews. It's actually kind of interesting. I was talking about, I think it was things that this girl had learned when she was an intern for Anna Winter, as in the head of Vogue. And I thought it was super interesting because one of the first things that she said was something that I learned from Anna Winter is that when you're in a job interview, you should never tell people that you like to work out, that you like to run be active, whatever, because most likely everybody works out or most people have some sort of movement in their routine. And also it's probably the least interesting thing about you. What you should instead say is something that makes you a little bit more unique. It's going to make you stand out. Who knew I was going to be also offering some job interview advice in this segment, but it's true. Like how many people do you know that do not participate in any sort of movement? For me, it's typically like a rarity if I know somebody in my life that chooses to never, ever work out. You know, like everyone in my life usually like at least goes to a fitness class here and there or likes to go on runs, likes to go on walks, whatever. Like that's such a common thing that it shouldn't be your first personality trait. It shouldn't be your first answer. If you're looking for a job, hopefully that helps. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, next question. How do you stop having obsessive thoughts over food where you're always thinking about the next meal, etc.? Um first of all, I would say like always remember that I am not somebody who can be dishing out medical advice. So if this is something that you think is actually a very serious situation, I highly recommend that you speak to a professional about this. I I love sharing bits of my experience, but also remember that I'm just somebody who has a microphone and uploads a podcast and a YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. So I can offer you my best advice and things that have worked for me. But at the end of the day, I'm just a a girl with a podcast. So uh, for me and my experience, I lived in that cyclical mindset for many years. And I felt like I didn't understand how people could just live their life without constantly planning the next meal in their head. Or maybe I was so food obsessed that I would, I would finish my meal and then I would already be thinking about what I could grab next from the pantry or what I could be having for dinner or, or whatever. And maybe in some ways it was like a excited thing. And then in other ways it was more like I, I'm setting myself up for failure maybe because I'm not nourishing my body enough in those meals that I'm currently enjoying that I'm needing to constantly think about food at every hour of the day. But I, I first had to consider like what I was nourishing my body with seeing if there was like any gaps in my nutrition that maybe could be filled in a lot more of a nourishing way so that I wasn't always looking around for answers and instead thinking about how I could satiate satiate myself in that moment. I will never, 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 never know how to pronounce that word correctly. So I say it both ways um, or all of the ways. 
because I just don't want to get it wrong. Essentially, I'm trying to say that I needed to find ways to make sure that I was satisfying myself in the meal that I was eating so I wasn't getting so pre-concerned with what was coming up next. So for example, I, I realized after a long time that I was not really eating any vegetables, like at all, which is very childish of me, I will say. And there's really no explanation for it. It's mainly like, okay, I'm going to have pasta for dinner, let's say. I'm going to eat the pasta. I'm going to make sauce with it. And then I'm going to throw on some ground turkey or whatever. There's my meal. I didn't know how to incorporate like broccoli. I didn't know how to incorporate another vegetable or something. Or even for breakfast, like if I'm going to have breakfast, I always want something like usually like a Greek yogurt with berries or oatmeal with berries or magic spoon with milk. Like it's not like I would easily just throw in a vegetable to my breakfast. So I was thinking maybe that was another reason why my mind wasn't fully satisfied with what I was eating because I wasn't giving it all of the proper nutrients that maybe it was kind of crying out for. Or other things that I think are completely underrated. Um, One, are you getting enough water in your your daily intake. Like you don't have to be absolutely ridiculous like me. You don't need to be drinking a gallon of water, but maybe you don't have enough water in your body and your body is wondering where in the heck is my water intake? I need to make sure I'm getting enough water per day. Same thing with your sleep schedule. Same thing with your regularness. Like are you pooping every single day? If not more than once a day. There's other cues that we can look to that kind of all start to connect with one another when we're concerned about maybe how our brain is thinking or the the things that it's orienting itself with before we immediately kind of like go straight to the deep end or like go to the dark side. You know what I mean? So I would say maybe track all of those little habits for yourself for a week. Like how many hours of sleep did I get this week? How much um, vegetables did I eat in one day? two to three servings, solid. Did I at least drink like, I don't know, 64 ounces of water, whatever, just as an example, you know, your own body best. Did I um, get outside? Like, did I move my body? Did I make sure that I pooped? <laughs> Those are, are really important things when we're thinking about how our body works. I hit my microphone once again. Everything is connected, like literally absolutely everything. So sometimes if our mind is preoccupied on one thing, it might be because there's a lot of other things going on and perhaps we can tackle the problem from those areas first before we kind of think, okay, maybe this is bigger than it is. That's that's like one small thing that I think helped me a lot if we're talking about like tangible answers for you and, and how I made my mentality switch over to be a lot less focused on food at every single hour of the day. Now, I will also say, make sure that if there's something that you are craving, if there's something that you're loving, like we talked about last week, there is always food and there is sometimes food. If there is a sometimes food that you are absolutely craving, but you're not letting yourself eat it, that is not a great thing. And if there's something in your pantry that is calling out your name, you go and eat it. Because I know in the past, like years and years ago, let's say, where I wouldn't let myself eat a fun food. 
and I would take it away from myself and I would say, oh, I can't eat that. Instead, I will eat this thing. When in actuality, I spent an hour of my day trying to figure out what I could eat that was going to satiate, satiate that exact craving and I couldn't, I could never fulfill it. So in the end, I ended up eating like 90 other things just to try and quote unquote, not give in. It was horrible. And I think that was another thing that was really, really bad for me in my mindset is that I would restrict myself from eating certain things. I would tell myself that this food is not good for me or that I wasn't allowed to eat this. And that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other topic. But if that might be something that is kind of correlating to what you're dealing with, like I mentioned, first and foremost, um, speak with a professional. And secondly, ensure that that is not a path that you want to send yourself down because all food is great in moderation. And in, in the end, I'm sure it's delicious and I know that you will enjoy it. Okay, this next question says, how do I feel less like I'm not good enough when things don't work out with boys? That like absolutely crushes my heart. Like the saddest thing I've heard in a while. I saw this TikTok the other day that should be like a phrase we like put on t-shirts because that's how I answer every question now. I saw this TikTok the other day because I did. I did see this TikTok the other day where this girl was talking about how you should never, ever stick around with some boy or somebody, doesn't matter whom, that plays games with you in any way, shape, or form. Like if you're sitting there trying to absolutely convince yourself, if you're trying to like pull strings and put together conversations to make it work in your mind that this person likes you, it is not worth your time. If a boy has to prove to you in any way, shape, or form, no, I'm sorry. If you do not know, like straight out of the gates that a boy is into you, it, it should be the end of the line. Because first of all, and only of all, let's just put it at that, you deserve more. You deserve better. If somebody is not giving you 100% of their time, they're too immature for you. You shouldn't have to play a guessing game. You should never be with somebody that is giving you any less than you are giving them. And also you shouldn't ever be with somebody that you're having to question. Like at the end of the day, would you want to be questioning if they're super into you? Like if you're really, really into them, that is so not fair to you. It is so, so, so not fair. And we've all been there and we've all had that thought of, is he playing games? Blah, 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 blah. No, we play games and we convince ourselves that they're playing games too. As in, it's it's not that gray in their mind. It's a lot of more of the black and the white. So never ever, I, I know these things are so much easier said than done, but I'm saying them because it's important and maybe we needed a little bit extra oomph to hear it today on our cozy little podcast. Never ever put your worth in anybody else a romantic partner or not. Never put your worth into anybody that is going to define who you are. Don't put your confidence in somebody else. Don't let somebody else give you confidence. I think one of the hardest things I ever had to learn for myself was that I had to be my own biggest cheerleader and that I had to be the one to stand up for myself at the end of the day. And also, as we talked about last week, 
I am the only person in the whole entire world that is going to be with me for my entire life. As much as I know I'm going to be with Keith for the rest of my life, he could get up tomorrow and walk out the front door and say, see you never, because he can. And he's not literally living in my mind. I can't escape myself. So what kind of life will I be living if I'm always seeking out validation from other people who could easily walk out the door tomorrow? And trust me, like I'm saying these sorts of things as if like I'm in the perfect position and I know no wrong when in actuality, like that's something that has been so hard for me all of my life. Like I'm such a people pleaser, such a stinking people pleaser. And I'm always looking for a way to just make other people around me happy. And I feel like in some ways, as people pleasers, you suppress parts of yourself in order to accommodate the people around you. So you're not always like living as your most bodacious self, I guess, because you're constantly kind of like trying to read the room to make sure that version of yourself is appealing to the people around you so that you can please them in that moment. If, if that's making sense, which I also shouldn't say because that devalidates what I'm saying. Eh. <laughs> Society things. <laughs> so anyways, um, I, I feel like this is like a really hard thing to put into practice, a very hard thing to understand, especially when we're very young. And also when it comes to boys, we, especially like as girls growing up, I feel like I had a lot of problems like putting so much of my identity into who I had a crush on like oh my gosh when I was in elementary school like me and all my friends would like this is embarrassing we'd make up like little not poems but like nicknames for the boys that we liked we'd make up little songs like it was our points of conversation it would be if you didn't have a crush on somebody it was weird and I mean this was when we were super young. It wasn't like anything was happening, but still like that was how we all connected for a really long time. It would be like, okay, this person likes this person and this is our nickname for them. And he's really cute, but we know that they like each other, blah, blah, blah. We had put so much of our whole entire stories and even our friendships around boys. Like if I'm speaking truly about like my girlfriends, you know, And I think that's kind of sad looking back. Like I bet there are also so many other things that I love and remember that had nothing to do with the boys that we had crushes on and the games that they would play and whatever, that it would have taken so much less of our time if, if we just focused on like the friendships that we were building instead of like the silly games that we would be playing with crushes and whatnot. I don't know. That's getting like too philosophical, but I I think if you're going through like a really hard situation with a boy, first and foremost, like you need to be selfish and you need to have that time to heal and put yourself first and go out with your girlfriends or your, your other boyfriends, whomever, and just go have a good time and enjoy yourself and remember that that is not your person. And even though it's going to feel like the world is like crushing around you and that maybe that was such an important thing to you in that moment. In the end, literally everything happens for a reason. And that's the grossest, most cliche saying ever, but I couldn't believe in it more. Like I was even just sitting today thinking if I had never met Keith, I wouldn't have Reese. 
and Reese is my whole entire life, you know? But if I had never started dating him, if we had never been together, if we never stayed together, if we never moved here, probably if the pandemic never happened, I wouldn't have, I'm pointing at her because she's sitting on the ground next to me, sleeping like a perfect angel that she is. I would never have her in my life. And it took a lot of like ups and downs to get here, not with Keith, but you know, with other people in my life. And I wouldn't trade it for the world because now I'm, I'm so happy with the things around me and the life that I'm living that I get to live because of the things I've overcome to get here. So things might not always make sense in the moment, but you have to hold on to like that little bit of hope that things are happening as they should and as they're meant to. And that that boy or whomever that's treating you like shit isn't worth your fucking time. And I'm cursing because this is important and I'm sorry if I'm being rude uh, or crude, but they're not worth it. You are worthy of so much more than that. And it's so easy to to give into that mindset of putting so much of you into a relationship or into a flirting, bumble, tinder, whatever. But you have to know that your person will find you. You will find them. It will be all worth it in the end. And little flings that are not important in the long run will honestly only make you stronger. Like they're going to make you a stronger person because of who you will be at the end of it you know I'm out of the dating game like my relationship advice is probably pretty horrible but know that I I love you all so much and I have so much like deep care for you even though I I don't personally know each and every single one of you I feel like I have like this really special connection especially with everybody who who chooses to listen to my podcast because there's like this different kind of energy that I get from the people that message me and I can tell when you're listening to the podcast and I feel more connected to you when we can have those conversations that are more authentic and deep and genuine and I know that you are so worthy of real love and good love and real people and kind people and kindness in your life and you deserve nothing less and I I'm grateful that I can share like a bit of my story with you and hopefully we can resonate with one another and it just means the world to me that you would you would take the time to listen to this and also that you would seek out advice from a stranger like me on the internet but um I love you all so much um that is all for today's episode I have enough um questions for no question of the week but a wellness tip Okay, my wellness tip is going to be to invest in some um, good tea, some good old-fashioned tea for the week, because if you can hear the beautiful rasp in my voice, I think I've been talking too much. I don't think I've been giving myself enough vitamin C, maybe some vitamin D, and I was looking in my pantry, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Taylor, where are all the teas? Give yourself some tea, some good old-fashioned herbals. I love a lemon and a ginger. I love a turmeric. I love a... The green tea with the pomegranate, that's like a morning drink, of course, but that one's so stinking good too. But I'm thinking like it's late at night. You need a tea. The stress relief one, that one's super good. Any tea from Trader Joe's is delicious. Some loose leaf teas. Comment your favorite teas. Let me know. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe. Give this video a big thumbs up. Comment down below your favorite tea. or your favorite drink of choice. Take care of yourself. Make sure that you're resting up, getting in your rest, getting in your water, getting in your vegetables. Also reminding myself, 
And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give a five-star review on Spotify. You can also participate in the episodes. So much fun. It sounds like I'm like in a class, like I'm I'm like lecturing you. Anyways, I love you all. Thank you so much for watching. Um, also follow the Twisty Pod Instagram account and the Twisty Pod TikTok account, which I just made totally popping off. Go get there before it's crazy viral. <laughs> love you all so much. Bye.